Hey everyone, this is the Beards, Brews, and Bourbons holiday special, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I am your host, Greg Scott, and with me, I've got the original guys back together. Who do I got with me tonight? Jay Beaverton. Got the Irish Giant. Who? Who are you again? I don't remember you. Putting the Jew back in Christmas. Good to be here. (laughs) Uh, Nice, nice. Yeah. Irish Giant, Jay Beaverton. Glad to have you back on the show. Well, I guess Irish Giant, because he's been off for a little bit of time, but Jay's always with us most of the time. Anyway, this is gonna be exciting. We're gonna have fun, guys. You ready? Oh, I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, do it. You can hear it. In my, I think you'd hear it in my voice. <laughs> yes, I can hear the excitement <laughs> oozing from the orifices of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, the orifices are the only. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna unpack that one. Well, if you're new to the show or you're a returning listener, we appreciate you for tuning in. A quick, uh, quick recap of what the show is. It's Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. It's literally what the title is. We review beard products or beard episodes or beardedness, I guess is a phrase we're going to use tonight. We also review brews. We'll take a craft brew and break it down into what we think is interesting for our listeners to hear us drink it. And we will also take a bourbon, a bourbon whiskey, a Tennessee whiskey. It doesn't really matter. We, we Anything that's aged in oak barrels, we will break down in our palate and give you the, the rundown on that. But not this not tonight, though. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. In this episode, yeah. we're actually going to do a, a cocktail, a holiday cocktail, if you will. A bourbon holiday cocktail. Lead us, lead us to glory, Gregory. Segue. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, that <laughs> really horrible segue. Let's uh, go into the beard world. Jim found us an article about November. Why don't you tell us about it, buddy? Sure. And not to be confused with the other November thing that happens. We're not going to talk about that. So uh, uh, I'll just leave that there as well. But yeah, Movember. It's uh, basically you take the word November and you put the word Mo in front of it. Basically, that's the combination of November and mustache. It's been around for at least ooh, five to ten years now, maybe a decade, I think. I think it's a solid decade. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically Men's Health Month because uh, October, of course, is, uh, I think, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So everybody wears pink. About 10 years ago, these guys decided, hey, uh, men need a month for health care. We need, sometimes we often neglect our health care. Of course, we've got the, some exams coming up since I'm in my 40s. So again, I'm just going to uh, leave that to the imagination of what that's going to be. But again, like testicular cancer, no, prostate November. cancer, I had, you're kind of delayed on that. I was, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up <laughs> when I started the article, but okay. I, I actually didn't even know what you were talking the, about. I was trying to wait for the right spot to interrupt. I apologize. There really is no right spot though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I kind of question movement brought up by uh, guys on 4chan, but I'll leave that. I'll leave that there. I'll leave that right there. And then we'll go into that. But uh and this is an article from the UK, so it's a little bit different. But apparently, they're saying that you need to start with like clean shaven, and then just grow the mustache, which I thought was like all like I thought to me it was just don't trim your beard for a month. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think the confusion. That's funny because sorry, because I just I just completely shaved my mustache, and all I have is my beard now. So I just I think I did it backwards. Right. I, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it per se, but there, there's kind of two movements in there. There's like no shave November, which is just like, don't shave the entire month. And then there's Movember, which is your mustache, uh, growing a new, basically growing a new mustache to make people like, oh, you have a mustache now. Tell me about your mustache type things. And then you talk about your mustache, which leads you to your discussion about men's health issues, like, you know, prostate cancer, colon cancer, et cetera. Mm. Uh, or emotional issues. Apparently, the, the, these guys have uh, been around for a while and 
they've been funding like what I think an article says like 2000 different men's health issues they've kind of like funded throughout the time. So, yeah, I, I, I'm almost tempted to call bullshit on this. I think it's just like somebody was lazy and they're like, you know what? I want to have potentially disgusting personal habits or grooming habits, but I'm going to make it a thing. So I don't feel like shaving for a, a month. You know, it's like saying, you know, no taint Tuesday. Like I didn't wash my taint on thing? Tuesday. Yeah. So now it's huh. no, no taint Tuesday. You know, that's, I don't know. It's just, I've missed your random musings. I can say that. There like, you that's, go. I don't think we've ever had that on the show. Uh, no, while you've been Wednesday, away, you know. Yeah, that sounds better than no than the, <laughs> no wash Wednesday sounds no much better than Tuesday. No Tuesday. Well, fair enough. It's Taco Tuesday. You probably don't want taint on the same day. You oh, know? that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. So in solidarity, somehow to raise awareness of of all the taint issues in the world i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wash my taint on tuesdays well it does go hand in hand with uh the prostate exam so uh that's true and so hey you know what i i commend your 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 mind for going there well when i turn 50 if my i'll, I'll do my best to not schedule my first prostate exam on a tuesday so that hey, well, you're supposed sure to well as a bit of thing you're supposed to do it in your 40s not your 50s oh really yeah, i'm pretty sure it's the first 40s bro Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's probably my next my next physical. I'll probably have to have that done. So oh, that man, uh, <laughs> and that's how you ruin Irish Giants uh, night by just uh, I'm done. <laughs> but no, it's important. But men's health issues are important. We do need to get checked out because again, sometimes we kind of gloss over the fact of like, oh, I'm fine. Go to the doctor and be like, oh yeah, yeah, everything's great. I don't have any pains anywhere. But it's just, yeah. it's just nice to be honest and just. But yeah, this, this Movember brings about those health issues and kind of tackles that kind of thing. So it's like just awareness of that we we do tend to die faster than the female. Uh, yep, about seven years younger. Species. So yep. it's a good idea just to bring it to your doctor and, and go see your doctor, first of all. It's starting at age 45, according to MD Andrews. He's really going to fight this, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fine. Get your tape okay. checked. At age 45, yeah, so guys. 45, or it would be earlier if you have, you know, a history of, of prostate cancer or other cancer right. in your family. Because eventually, what it is, uh, they say that I, if nothing if else you takes live you long out. Enough, if you live long enough, you will get prostate cancer, yeah. you're almost certain. Exactly. But it's such, a, it's such a slow-moving cancer that you, it's not usually what kills you. It's usually, you know, old age or complications from something else. That or heart, the heart disease is actually one of the other bigger, it's probably That's the bigger man killer. Yeah, it is. And killer, number one. killer of women than men. Wait, heart disease, heart disease is a bigger killer for women than men? Yep. Really? Really? Yeah. I huh. thought it was breast cancer was, which was, was a big. Over, oh God, now I got to go back and remember this. Over, overall, cancer kills more people, but if you break it down, as far as like cardiovascular issues, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it is a higher incidence of, of mortality for women. Well. Get your heart checked out too, I guess, everyone. Yeah. The, the, the breasts are in front of the heart. So they're related, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Well, you know, it depends on your age, I would imagine, because, you know, the breasts could be in front of the heart or they could be, you know, in, in, in the heart, the in the heart vicinity, p- pancreas area. It just depends on, on what we're talking about here. Right. So I don't really know what else to add to the November article. So I think that, uh, I it's think that'll the wrap. There you go. According, according to the CDC.gov, yeah, heart disease is the leading cause of death for women in the United States. So, mm. Wow. Yay, I remember shit from school. That was an interesting digression from November to uh, women's tatas to the women's hearts. So if you were a man or a woman, I guess, you know, get your heart checked out. Get the cardiovascular system checked out. If, you, if you're uh, non-binary, go get it checked out too. Also discriminate. True. Whatever you identify yeah, as, right. get your shit checked. Agreed. Yep. But careful on Tuesdays because remember it's that's true. Everybody's gonna take Tuesdays. This has been your this has been your health this has been your health talk time with the BBB podcast. <laughs> BBB. Uh shit. I think we're gonna move on down to the beer portion of the show. This is where we break down a, a craft beer. We uh we taste it, we I guess we we look at it, we smell it, we taste it, we tell you what you think, maybe a little bit of history about it. Yeah, so I think Jim brought this beer to us because his favorite film is uh, Talladega, and it has the the sweet, Talladega sweet, Nights. eight pound, three ounce 
baby Jesus. So you, if you're doing the prayer, you pray the Jesus you like. I like to praise Jesus I like, and I prefer to see him as a sweet baby <laughs> in the manger. I can't remember the rest of the line, but that's I, just, I like to picture Jesus in the front and skirt. Where's the who's like, oh, at a letter skitter concert? I'm in the yeah, front row, just hammer drunk, like hammer drunk, hammer drunk. <laughs> uh, classic, uh, it's classic. Yeah, this is the Sweet Baby Jesus by Duke Claw, kind of in your neck of the woods a little bit. Yeah, it's Maryland, uh, right? Baltimore, yes, yeah. Maryland. Mm-hmm. Claw Brewing Company. Uh, this is a chocolate peanut butter porter, 6.2%. Uh, alcohol, alcohol by volume. volume. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, I always, go to, I always go to Beer Advocate, and they never have the, the IBUs. Like 33 uh, IBU. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, again, low, AB, low, low, uh, IBU, not a lot of hops on this one. It's going to be more sweet in the pour. Of course, it's going to be dark, very dark and it should be on the sweeter side because again, it is a chocolate peanut butter porter. And I remember there's a story years and years ago that there was some grocery store chain that wouldn't carry it because they thought that it was, oh, you can't put, oh, you're making fun of Jesus. You're swearing, you're using the Lord's name. So we're not going to sell this beer, which is stupid. Yeah, it was like what five, six years ago. I think they came out with this beer somewhere around that time frame. It could be yeah. a little longer. And they were yeah, kind of super popular because it's like a cool name. And then like there was a hoo-ha-rah about the uh about the particular name getting to different locations. Yeah. Probably mm. in the southeast because the southeast is typically a little more uh Bible belty than the rest of the world. Yeah, and again, it's not curse, it's just it's just sweet paper Jesus. Come on, calm down. It's fine. So it's going to be uh, what sweet? It's going to be porter. It's going to get that part of that Hoppy. peanut butter taste. A lot of malt, I would imagine. Probably the mm-hmm. oh yeah, malt. should be a lot of malt. Uh, should maybe a little, a little well, thirty-three IBU maybe a little bit bitter because of the because of the mash. But other than that, it should be fairly smooth. All right. Well, let me open up my can here and uh, we'll get going here. I see now mine came in bottles. Yeah, actually, I was surprised today when I bought it at the local craft store because I've seen it in bottles for years. And then I was asking, Where, where's your Declaw? And then they point it to me. It's all in cans now. So huh. that's interesting. Well, that was a nice, nice, dark, dark porter. I mean, that's oh, just yeah. like yeah. pitch is black, that's, man. It's just the way I like my Jesus black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a dark you know, I don't, show. Want white, you know. I don't yeah. need a white Jesus. I need the, you know, he had a show. accurate Jesus. He had a show. Black Jesus on the oh, Black Swim. Jesus! I forgot about that. That was funny ass show. Yeah, it started off as a web series. I remember that. Not a lot of head hmm. at all. Really. Usually with porters, you're not going to get as much carbonation because of the malts, which is ironic because a, a, a porter and a stout are like kissing cousins, and yet stouts hmm. have just massive amounts of head normally. So, depends on the stout. Like if it's more of like a nitro kind of things too, seem to have more of a. Well, that's again, like you're using nitro, but with like, yeah. like the, with like a heavier stout, you're going to get less like the, I know I was, I brought up uh, Guinness foreign stout, which is more closer to the, the original Guinness formula. And that, that has no, virtually no head on it. Hmm. Unlike a traditional Guinness or like or the American Guinness. Yeah. Quote unquote traditional Guinness. Yeah. But it, you know, it could, it could be the, maybe it's just the nitrogen I'm expecting on it, but. Getting chocolate and peanut butter on the nose. Yeah. I get the chocolate more on the uh in the mouth and the you get the peanut butter but at least i get the peanut butter in the back end and my nose is not working tonight because i'm getting like alcohol maybe sweetness but like not that's the malt yeah maybe it's just malt i'm not getting much else mine's been open for a minute so that's maybe why so you just crack yours and mine's probably a little probably too cold probably should let it warm up a little bit honestly well you guys ready to uh, taste this bad boy oh yeah Getting that peanut butter coming across mm-hmm. pretty strong. Oh yeah, it's the chocolate kind of hits first a little bit because the chocolate has a little bit of edge of bitterness to it, but then the peanut butter kind of comes in afterwards. So that's what I say. You get the peanut butter on the on the back end. Yeah, and it, and it's chocolate like like bitters chocolate. It's not like sweet milk chocolate. It's like real yeah, yeah, chocolate. yeah, right. Yeah, there's no there's no lactose in this. It's not it's not a milk stout. So yeah, you're not going to get as much. You'll smell the sweetness, but you won't get it on the tongue because it. Because again, if you break, if you look at that tongue diagram, it'll it'll hit the bitter, the bitterness parts. Give me that cut down. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, overall, I, I really like it. I, I don't mind having this Jesus in my mouth, so it's pretty good. 
how long were you waiting for that? Like, did you like sit down and write some show notes? I, out? Like, what can I say to make the most offensive statement tonight? <laughs> Taco Tuesday? No, no, that's Taco. a good one. <laughs> no taint Sweet. Tuesday. Bringing it there closer. <laughs> Sweet Jesus in my mouth. Yeah, bing, mm. bing, bing. We done it. Rolling it around. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, let's give here. <clears throat> Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, yeah there's not a lot of. Uh, it's not heavy. It's very. Yeah, it didn't linger. But that's a lot. Like porters should be like that because stouts are more kind of lingering because they're a little bit heavier, thicker. This one is definitely a little bit lighter. Despite, I mean, it's it's black as night, but it's not as it's not like heavy. The consistency yeah. is still very like uh, viscous. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's a haphazard melange of <laughs> <laughs> haphazard melange. It's no, more it, bitter than I was expecting. Yeah, with thirty-eight, you know, IBUs, it's kind of, it depends on how much sugars there. It could be bittery or it could be not. It's more than I expected, but I guess that's in line with the cacao or the the, the chocolate you'd get. I don't get as much peanut butter after like a three or four sips here. Like mm. it's there in the back of your tongue, like after you've sipped it, but I'm not getting it like an active taste of it as I drink it. Does that make sense? Or yeah. Is that different than your expectation? Yeah. Other, other peanut butter ones, uh, quarters of sounds that I've had before. I don't like the ones where, it, where you get the really, really strong peanut butter. I like, I want the, I want it to be, and sorry for doing this. I want it to be chocolate and peanut butter not you know everything screaming or you know or coffee and peanut butter a little bit i don't want to me beer shouldn't the primary taste should not be peanut butter i like that it's a little bit more subdued okay makes sense that's fair yeah i like i like that well any uh any further thoughts on this bad boy it'll get you drunk yeah it's 0.2 percent so it's not it's not like on the imperial side, uh, but it's still up there. Six point two percent is on the higher side of the ABV spectrum, so it will do that. And it is fairly available throughout the eastern seaboard. I don't know how far west it goes. Probably not far. I can tell you right now because that it is available um, for a limited time out in out in uh, Montana, Nevada, Utah, Arizona. Arkansas, stuff like that, but 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 yeah, you're right. Year round, it's it's mostly uh, it's mostly on the East Coast, mm. and then uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, stuff like that. So plain some plain states, but yeah, limited availability to the West year round on the East, which makes sense if they're distributing out of Maryland and they're you know an independent brewery. Then I guess that makes sense. All right, guys, I think that's gonna do it for the brews portion of the show. Uh, what time is it, Peter? I think it's bourbon o'clock. Right you are. So, you know, winter's in the air, at least for those places not in Hawaii and or Florida. Florida doesn't really know what winter or fall is, so they don't really count. It was cloudy today. That was, that's, that's about yeah. as close as we get. Yeah, they've got clouds <laughs> up north too, I think. So it's not really... We do. we got plenty hear, of them. I hear yeah. tell that they have them up there, yeah. So for this portion of the show, I asked the guys to think about their favorite holiday cocktail. Bourbon cocktail, to be precise. And so we've all kind of created our own cocktail. We're going to talk a little bit about it and kind of maybe inspire you. Yes, I agree. All right. Who wants to start first? I'm not normally a, um, a big whiskey sour fan, but I came across a, uh, a recipe for a cinnamon maple whiskey sour that I changed a little bit. So this one call, excuse me, calls for one and a half ounces of bourbon, uh, one ounce of fresh lemon juice, two to four teaspoons of maple syrup, and then a pinch of ground cinnamon. So I, I changed it up a little bit because I, I tried it with doing just the cinnamon, and I found that if, if you do just the cinnamon, it tends to kind of just form clumps if you don't mix it right. Right. Um, so I did a little bit of, of cinnamon sugar, and I dialed back uh, the maple syrup. I didn't use fresh lemon juice because I was feeling lazy, so I did I did do the, the pre-bottled one. But other than that, I, I didn't change any of the other proportions. So I did do the one, excuse me, one and a half ounces of bourbon. Um, I used my basil Hayden's, uh, one ounce of lemon juice, and then I guess I, I, I scaled back the maple syrup. I did use actual maple syrup and not like the, um, you know, like the corn syrup blend. So I did only I did one teaspoon of that. 
and then threw some cinnamon sugar in, uh, which helped it, you know, disperse and dissolve a little bit. Uh, shook the hell out of it, poured it over some ice, and uh, it, it came out really nice. You, you would think that I was thinking that with a full ounce of lemon juice compared to only one and a half ounces of the bourbon, that it, it would just be like super, super sour. But that that little bit of um, of sugar and maple syrup balanced it out pretty nicely, and I was pretty happy with how that turned out. Sounds delicious, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. It was really good. I was, I was, I was surprised. I kind of just wanted to pick something that I normally would not drink and and see how it would turn out. And and yeah, I was really happy with it. I'm surprised they put uh, you you dialed it down to just an ounce of uh, maple syrup. No, one teaspoon of maple syrup. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, man, that's like an ounce of. Tea. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Really drink, like, drinking now, no, no, because the, the original the original recipe says two to four teaspoons. Um, or to taste, but you know, I figured if I'm already adding in some sugar, which I like, I said I just I just did the uh, did the cinnamon and the sugar and all of that combined. So probably half a teaspoon of cinnamon, half a teaspoon of sugar. I just kind of eyeballed it and then and then mixed that together, and then like I said, that just helped it disperse. And then one teaspoon of uh, of the maple syrup, the dark. Uh, I did a dark grade A out of Vermont maple syrup, which I got from Amazon. Uh, the amazon <laughs> amazon brand actually and it was yeah it was really good that's cool man yeah that sounds super tasty Bezo, Bezo it, sponsor us now yeah <laughs> not too sweet not too bitter or uh no it was yeah it was it was really it was actually really refreshing so uh it was, it was really i i i can imagine it would be actually even nicer a little bit more brighter um if i do use fresh lemonade or lemon juice rather so um, yeah, I'm gonna try that. Or that's the, actually that's another option too, just to take you know omit the sugar, and um, and use a little bit of lemonade instead of the lemon juice. That's another option too. Your uh, lemonade, your limonade from uh, Tropicana, yeah. whoever makes it. Yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. All right. Well, I guess I'll go next year. I was not. Ah, I want to say it wasn't inspired, but I was like looking in the fridge and I was trying to think of something. It's kind of cold up here. Trying to figure out what I'd want for like a nice warm drink, and my eyes alighted upon that we have some some like uh, chow uh, or sayo uh, chai. I was like, can you can you make a bourbon cocktail out of chai? It's like you know, screw it, why not? So I uh, basically followed the instructions for chai tea, which is chai tea is just like a simple. It's black tea with like cardamom and cinnamon, a little bit of black pepper, uh, various kind of like what I would associate with like November spices. Mm-hmm. It's pretty common in India. It's just it's a spice tea. You add a little bit of milk in there, about so it's basically a half to half ratio between the the chai mix premix. Because I was lazy, chai premix and and milk, and, or and or water, depending on what you want for calories, and then ounce and a half of bourbon, just simple uh, simple simple bourbon, nothing crazy. Tossed in a uh, cinnamon stick in there. I heated it all up together without <laughs> without blowing off the alcohol because that's the important part. And uh, it turned out really nice. It's it's chai tea with extra sweetness and, and a little bit of the you know the alcohol sting of the uh, the bourbon. And it's it, it warmed the cockles, as an right. Irish giant would like to say. Yeah, wasn't too good. So you put the bourbon in before you heat heat up the like the the tea. When you add it, like after you heat up the tea, just so you get the full effect of the alcohol. If you were smart, that's how you'd have done it. <laughs> <laughs> or sober, because you know. Or sober, yeah. That's, and or, that can happen. And or. yeah. Uh, I got mixing all together, and I was tasting it cold. I was like, "Cold's not how I need it." And then so I heated it up, and okay, yeah, all right. It would have been better heated and then add the alcohol later, but either way, it'd be okay. Like you make the coffee first, and then you add the whiskey to the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you start with cold. Hot water, then you add your grounds, and then you heat it. No, no, you're right. Jim's right. <laughs> Craig Scott was not thinking that all the way through. Yeah, it's fine. We all make mistakes. I just want to get the full effect of the alcohol from <laughs> from all. Fair enough. And and if you're, uh, for me, I try to pick cocktail bourbons. Bourbons for my cocktails are, aren't like super high end because. Mm. How I make my cocktails usually the bourbon's not going to be super. I'll say super forward. It's probably not yeah. going to be very forward in the, in the same. Flavor. Yeah, I know Irish Giant here and, and Tommy G. They've uh, they both 
prefer to use higher end bourbons because they like the flavor to push through. Everyone has a different opinion on it. Uh, it just was, depends. Yeah, it depends. It depends what you're doing. You know, if I want that burn, then yeah, I'll go with old Pappy's. But you know, the or, you know, or whatever Dinkles or whatever the hell that Dinkles, huh? Yeah. <laughs> or you can well, Dinkles or whatever the hell. There's Dickel. George yeah, Dickel is a thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you can't go wrong with Basil Hayden's. No, you can't. It's good. It's good bourbon. I mean, I think I probably mixed Basil Hayden's too at one point. Plus, I think the price point on Basil Basil Hayden's is a little high. It's still a good bourbon. It's just again because the name. Really, you, know, you think it's, it's you think it's too pricey? I think it was pretty reasonably priced for what it is. Maybe I'm. Uh, say, maybe I'm thinking. Mm, well, well, it cocks in around forty, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like a thirty-two would be a more appropriate price. And yet, Buffalo Trace is like twenty something, twenty-six. Yeah, but it's impossible to find half the time. So. Well, yeah. mm, I I have a line on. I, there's a Walgreens I know that I can get it fairly easily. Knows, knows, a man, knows a man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just you just walk in, it's on the shelf because it's in it's because like they Peter are but, but they're a corporate store, so they can't they can't upcharge you like other small hole in the wall family stores can. So you just walk in there and it's like they have the sign that says only one per customer, but it's like $26.99 or something. So it's yeah, and then they give I, you a flu shot when you're in there too. So yeah, yeah you can do do both at the same time. But uh I don't know, I just like maybe it's just personal preference. I like like basil, I like basil Haynes, but I like Buffalo Trace a little bit better, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I like I like them both. I think I don't think I think basil Haynes is a little overpriced for what it is, but that's ah, kind of you're overpriced. Price. Yeah, you well, you're overpriced. Your face yeah, is overpriced. That's right. And I'll, I'll preface: I haven't had basil Haynes in in a quite a while, so maybe my palate didn't appreciate it the last time I had it. How about that? All right, that, that's what we can do for our next. Uh, we'll do a side by side comparison. Of the two, we <laughs> we'll do the uh, golly, what do they call it in basketball? The uh, Clash of the Titans. Oh, the the no, 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 it's no, um, the bracket, bracket, the brackets. We'll do some brackets, yeah, yeah, no idea what that is, but okay, sports. Now, you've seen you've seen the brackets where you have like a bunch of things lined up on the side and they go head to head, and then eventually you just line, you wind up with two, and then that whoever wins the two is a winner. They do with they a lot of like, like competitions now. Yeah, start thirty-two, and then it goes to sixteen, then eight, then four, then two. You know, it just it goes down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Side. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was a long conversation to say that Jim still hasn't told us what his cocktail is. Yeah, uh, it's just pretty simple. I got it from Epicurious. It's called Newton's Law because uh, it's got apples in it. As oh, y'all know that story. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's basic. It's a basic. It's a basic bitch cocktail. It sounds like um, a basic cocktail. Yeah, it's just it's basically whiskey, usually bourbon, which is what I have, and then uh, fresh lemon juice, which we have all over the house or the, the apartment, just because because the because uh, Mrs. J. Beaverton has it just around everywhere. There's like at least four different um, bottles of it. So use that brown sugar, which I do have. I keep forgetting I have it because I was going to use it in. I think an old fashioned cocktail, but I never got around to it. So the brown sugar, you can add cinnamon if you want, but I'm not a big cinnamon guy. So didn't add that. And it says to add uh, spiced apple butter, which you can either buy or make from fresh apples. I am lazy. So I didn't do that. Uh, so I just use apple juice. And, but we, and I use fresh apples because we do it. We have them in the, in the apartment again. So it, it's just like garnish with an apple or put the apple in there. That's basically all I did. It's fairly, it's just an easy way to make, because like the lemon and the apple juice are good, kind of balance each other out, like a sweet, a little bit of sour, little bit of sour in there too with the sugar, but the sugar makes it sweeter. And maybe just a little hint of sour, but the sugar still comes through with it. So it's just, or you can use, if you're feeling really fancy, you can use apple cider, make it even more alcoholic or not alcoholic or non-alcoholic, depending on what you want to do. Interesting. And that's basically it. I'm, I'm curious why they originally said apple butter. Yeah, so it's like I, a weird mix, I would think. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it would just like kind of coat the bottom of the glass, like those, like the, the like the restaurant cocktails ish. Because I know not restaurants. If you, not mean, if you dissolved it. If you if you did like a, uh, you know, if you if you dissolve some of the liquid into it first and then incorporated it in, it, it, it should. 
Hey, it's mostly it's mostly sugar. I mean, it should should be water soluble or alcohol soluble. I keep forgetting you went to culinary school too. Yeah, I've studied a lot of chemistry, but yeah. Mm, well, and chemistry is important. Yep. It is important. Science is important overall. That's why it's called Newton's dimension. law. Science. I like that you, you brought it back to the name. Good see? job. Yeah, see? Good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a reason why I, I like to hear myself talk on podcasts. Well, it sounds it sounds good. It sounds basic. Uh I but I I think the yeah, the 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 sugar from the apple juice and the uh the lemon would help break that down a little bit and the uh the bourbon would kind of all go together. I don't know. I like cinnamon, so I'm like, you need to put the cinnamon in there, but I, I could see the why you wouldn't. Cinnamon challenge. So, oh God. challenges. Yeah, I'm glad that died pretty fast. That sounded horrible. If if you don't recall the cinnamon challenge, was you put like a tablespoon of cinnamon, like ground cinnamon, in your mouth, and then tried not to die. So it was yeah. brutal. Previous Tide Pods is a cinnamon challenge. Oh my yeah. God! This whole this whole decade, well, not this decade, but the last ten years have just been so damn yeah. crazy. You know, if, if you can see it strap online, then in. monkey see, monkey do, man. Oh, yeah. Because we got to strap in because, I mean, the next decade, whoo-hoo. Yeah. Coming. We got, uh, the metaverse is coming, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. The prostate exams are coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the meta, now, the, in the metaverse, they get a prostate exam. That's, mm. Mm. Yeah. Robot prostate exam. NFT prostate exams. <laughs> Oh, I sell I sell my prostate exams as NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. I'll pay you in the newest cryptocurrency. There you are. It's called Peter prostate Vision. coin. Make a cryptocurrency. I want to make a cryptocurrency just called a Jew coin. Uh, then, uh shekels. Shekel coin. Shekel coin. Shekels. Shekels. Yeah. yeah, shekel coins, yeah. From the mother from the motherland. And they never increase in value, or they always increase in value. What's what's the gig here? To keep you guessing. Okay. <laughs> no, it sounds like Bitcoin. Either way, either way, the bank always wins. I'm so, sorry, yeah. but if you invested last week, maybe you'd have more money. That's right. Yeah. If you want more my money, fault. if you can't, you didn't. It's not my fault. You didn't pay to subscribe to my blog to follow all of my insiders. If you, if you, you know, cared so. to read my blog about shekels, yeah. maybe you would have heard about it, but That's you right. didn't. That's right. All payments, so can... my, all, all, my pay, all payments for my blog are accepted in the United States dollars only. I'm sorry. Uh, ironically, you know. Yeah. You're, you're, you're pushing the crypto, but you only take USD. Yeah. Correct. Any news on uh, Spaceballs 2? No. The... Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot. Moranis is coming back to do some stuff now. He is, but I haven't heard anything new about it. So I, I just, I don't know. I haven't seen him outside of that Ryan Reynolds commercial. Last I heard, he got some douchebag in New York decided oh, to punch him, him in the yeah. head. Oh my god, yeah. damn it! They oh, caught that guy too. Thanks. Good, yeah. Damn. I would have been like, if I if I'd been in New York and seen, I would have been like, make way for Lord Helmet, and I would have stood aside and just let him walk through. Rick Moranis. How about that silent B? Wait, hold your horses. We haven't closed uh, this part of the show yet. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. You're That's rusty. Crazy. It's okay. A little rusty. Well, everyone, I think that's going to do it for the bourbon portion of the show. I think that's going to do it for all the portions of the show, at least the beginning portions. Stay to the end after the credits. We do have the silent B. But before we get to that, we are Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. We, We appreciate you listening to the show. We are on the social medias. We have many ways of contacting us. Uh, we are on Facebook at Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. We are on uh, email at hosts at bbbpodcast.net. We do have a Patreon account. Also, coincidentally enough, uh, Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. <laughs> and we have some social medias. Uh, what's the bird thing we have there, Jim? The Twitter, the Twitterverse is at Bourbon Beards, all one word there. We also have a TikTok as well, uh, which is, is it, is it all one thing? I can't remember. Yep, it's at Bourbon Beards. Okay, there's our uh, Twitter handle. Yep, perfect. Wow, I am out of it. I didn't even know we had a TikTok. Well, we do. Yeah, we're expanding. Cool. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> what? Okay. I'll be on the TikTok. Yeah, we got like three or four episodes or three or four little shorts on there. We'll put some more up here shortly when we have some time. 
Speaking of time, I think that's all we have for tonight. So we're going to roll the credits. State of the end for the silent B against a part of the show that doesn't fit with the rest. Yeah. So you might be wondering what the silent B is. If you're a new listener, if you're not, well, you then exactly know what it is. The silent B is all the parts that don't fit with the regular show. It's a little explicit or a lot explicit. So just, you know, careful there. Usually it's a fun time. We think about these things weeks in advance. We're like, what do we talk about next? It's like this whole mind bender. What's there? What's not? I don't know. The metaverse. Wow. And if you can't see Jim's face because you can't, this is a podcast. He's shaking his head like, no, Greg. You are lying. You literally pulled this out of your ass 33 seconds ago and said, yes, I am. But please let me sell my dream here, guys. I'm, I'm selling a timeshare to everyone about the okay. silent B. I'm selling the dream of it. Okay. Good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So <laughs> tonight's silent B, Peter in the pre-show came up with a funny title. And so we'll let him rift on it here. Peter, what's the title of this one? Shoot the shit that doesn't fit. There you are. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't even try to come up with that. Just, just natural talent just pours out of me. I piss excellence. Yeah. <laughs> out of I wake up and I piss excellence. I'm like any man. I put my pants on one leg at a time. And then after that, I make golden records. A little bit of, oh God, what's his name? Bruce Dickinson. Is that his, his, Bruce is his character's name? Bruce Dickinson? Playing Christopher, Christopher Walken, playing Bruce Dickinson. Okay. Who the hell is Bruce yes. Dickinson then? I don't know that is. The guy who produced uh, uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought it was just a I know way too much about that sketch. I didn't know it was a... No, that's a real character. It's a real character. That's even better. That's even deeper. Apparently, there was a real conversation that happened during the recording of that album. And he's like, I gotta have more cowbell. He needed, <laughs> he needed more cowbell. So, yeah. Speaking of more cowbell, I don't know about you, but I can't really handle any more streaming services at this point in time. Like we have, I don't know, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon, CBS Plus, NBC Max, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but do you actually pay for all those or your password share? Come on. Nobody pays for all that. Share. I plead the fifth. I can't say one way or the other. But then, and then if, oh. if you go into Amazon, then you have like Discovery Plus for $4, you know, uh, Showtime this. And like there's like add-ons to add-ons to stars. Add-ons, stars. Yeah, exactly. So. Softcore porn. Well, that's your own that's, thing. Yeah. Stars. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's not it's HBO. I thought that not. was Skinamax. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Skinamax. So that led us to the conversation about new movies distributing, I guess, parallel or not, the silver screen or the main screen, and then your your home streaming service. So like like HBO Max, good or bad, and, and probably a lot of people would argue bad, but for the consumer is great. They released all their major movies in 2021 and maybe a little bit in 2022 parallel. So like I watched Dune at my own house on my decently sized TV and sound system. And it was excellent. Um, I'm going to watch the matrix here. It's going to be horrible. I'm going to watch it anyway. Cause matrix screw you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so, um, was it suicide? Um, allow, squad? Me, allow me to allow, allow me to interject real fast. As far as Keanu Reeves movies, that are sequels it, there's no way it's going to be worse than the third villain's head there's it's, it's just not possible facing the music yeah that was terrible i don't even think i finished it which sucks because i really really wanted to and then i just decided to keep going on and living my life so i didn't huh i i had the exact opposite experience i i thought it was a very decent bill and ted film with a little too much passing the torchness which is like kind of the fuckery that all these uh, 30 year later films are trying to do um yeah, I, but I, I thought it was still pretty entertaining i don't know i thought it was painful i i thought like they were gonna just get to the point where bill and said sign up for like aarp or something it was, it was just it was not 
I don't know. I don't, just to see those characters like that, I guess in my mind, they're they're just galvanized as you know, younger, stupider, you know, one step up from Beavis and Butthead kind of. But now you see them again and their parents, but they're still acting like you know idiots. And I, I don't know. I just they just didn't do it for me. Well, okay, Peter, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, Irish Giant, Daddy Irish Giant. You're an adult. You have a baby. Are you any smarter now <laughs> that you have a child? Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it's not 100 percent I mean, If I was smarter, I wouldn't have had the child, but you know, whatever. Uh <laughs> no, I love her. But uh, but no, she's she has just substantially disrupted my life. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Fun fact the Keanu Reeves or Ted's dad is the same dad from Step Brothers. Oh, really? More you know, yeah, yeah. The same actor. Great film. He did some shit. So anyway, back to the streaming stuff. Well, yeah. So there's a new film coming out or came out, Ghostbusters. It's out it's now. Out, yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's got uh, kind of a reboot. It's that reboot. It's a, a sequel esque continuation. continuation. It's sequel continuation. Okay. We are all excited to see it. And then uh, I guess Peter told us it wasn't available to stream. It's, it's only in theaters. And I was like, what the hell, man? Why, why would you do that? Or he was railing about it. We all railed about it. Jim was like, I don't give a shit. Because he hates Ghostbusters. Because he hates he hates Halloween. Wow, wow, dude, that's not cool. You know what? That's that's bullshit. Shut the fuck up. You you don't get to you don't get to fucking cast aspersions on me. I love the fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> Bill Murray's a fucking saint. You asshole. Uh, not just Bill Murray. The entire cast are saints. You know, all four of them. Yeah. All four. Oh yeah, of course. And Rick Moranis. God rest. That's uh, good enough. God Ramis. Yeah. I'm a and Ghostbuster. You- I did it. <laughs> and Jim doesn't hate the Ghostbusters. Man, I've seen, I joke. I've seen shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> he is Vigo. It's Vigo. One, one of my favorite lines from that movie, and, and and I use it every now and then in real life. Is like where where his character is like walking around while people are doing the restorations at the museum, and he walks over to one of them, and he's like, he's like, Every, everything you're doing is wrong. <laughs> And it just cracks. Yeah, it just cracks me up. Still, Peter McNichol. Peter McNichol is the actor there who who who's that 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 character. Yeah. Anyway, so Ghostbusters three. That's what I'm going to call it. Sure. So anyway, the 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 whole conversation came down to why. I don't say why, but it's 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 frustrating that these industries or this movie industry is stuck in like the 1920s, where like they owned actors and they had to you know subservate themselves upon the films and and they're stuck in this methodology where they can't have a streaming service where like hbo and disney have released most of their films fairly quickly onto the uh, streaming services whereas yeah but it's just through sony pictures i mean they're a massive fucking movie studio they're just they've done it with some of their other movies as well where it's just theatrical release so i don't know if it's just right. you know they're getting they're hoping to get kickbacks from the theaters for, you know, how I don't know exactly you know, how it works, but I'm sure. What they do is, and, and again, I, I, I'm not exactly sure how it works either, but I do have a general idea. There are movie guys that know more than me, like to, there's not to mention other podcasts, but Cinema Chris Pediso, which is a podcast I frequent sometimes, his name is Chris Crispo. He's a movie guy. He loves going to movies. He's in the movie genre. He's, he's, that's what he does. Same way we're into bourbon. He could probably speak more to it than I do, but uh, the big companies make deals with the actors. Like Disney made a deal with Scarlett Johansson with a Black Widow, and the actors go on these press junkets. They promote the movie to get trying to get the people to go see the movie overseas as well as in the U.S. And that's how they basically calculate the worth of the movies through box office receipts, and that's how the actors get paid. So they make the deals with the actors to do it. The big thing with ScarJo and Black Widow was it, it, it was held out for so long because of COVID. They did the dual release on Disney Plus, so it didn't do as well in the box office. Or, but that's I think that's a combination of COVID plus the fact that they held on to the movie for an ungodly amount of time, so people were kind of tired of it. Plus, it was after the big Marvel event that was Endgame, so people weren't as interested to see it. Uh, but ScarJo blamed Disney for releasing it. They, of course, they had a Tay-Tay. They went to court and they settled it. I'm assuming they paid her a large amount of money. Of court. They settled it. Uh, but they're outside of court. Uh, but these companies, um, the people that make the movies, like even Dune, Dune, the Dune backers didn't want them to release it on HBO 
uh, simultaneously because they wanted people to go out and see it because that's how they judge and can pay their actors and pay the producers and and whoever else is getting has their hand out. So that's why you're going to see a lot more companies now that COVID's kind of winding down to a degree uh, coming back with, well, you're not going to stream it. We're going to only in theaters like Free Guy did that, too, uh, as well as really Scott with like the last duel, which was from what I heard, a hunk of crap. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> okay. uh, but but you're going to see a lot more of that. This kind of war between the streaming services because the streaming services aren't going to give them the money because they're very kind of guarded about their profits. They may give them a little bit, but not as much as the international box office would give them back pre-COVID. But people complain about, oh, this is like the streaming is killing movies. I don't think so. I think capitalism killed the movie industry years ago. Because again, the, the nickel and dime, uh, the consumers with like going to the movie, like as a guy who went to the movies, I mean, me and Greg have known each other for a long time. We've we always went to see, like every, almost every weekend. We went out to Universal to go see a movie uh, with everybody. We went to we, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Saw all of them in the theater opening night. And midnight. It's just gotten opening so expensive night. now. Yeah, midnight. Yeah, and the same thing with the prequels, Star Wars. So it's just it's gotten so expensive and just hard to do now that it's just not possible. So I'd rather see it streaming. Just from the comfort of my own home, I mean, I'm not going to stop seeing movies in the theater, but I'm definitely going to pull back a, a lot more because I'm not just not just can't afford to do it every week. Plus, if you want to shag, you know, in the middle of a movie, it's a lot easier to do it. Netflix at and chill. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> hit that pause. I mean, I'll button, do it in the theater if I have to, but it's not going to be. It's not my first choice. And you know, it's that was my rant. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair rant. I mean, it's a time sink. It's an enjoyable time sink to go to the theater, but. It, I don't know. I'm a, I guess I'm an old man. I don't, I just, I don't want to do it. To be honest, you know? Yeah. I hate going out and seeing other kids in the garden. If they're yelling and the guy got cost. Yeah. I, you know, I had my star Wars days. I, I saw all the star Wars in the theaters, all fucking nine of them, or I guess 11 of them. I don't know exactly sure we're at to now. 10, if you include Rogue, Rogue one. one, but 11, if you include Han solo, which I saw as well in the theater opening weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fun with the crowd. It's fun by yourself with your family. I mean, they're just, they're. I, say, I saw one movie in my life, opening night, rush hour two. And it was insane. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with opening nights. And I never see another opening night movie. It's just packed yeah. to the gills. It's back to the gills. But it was, was fun. And... It was, but it was still fun because you still got to go out. Cause I, 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 like I was talking about, we, we went out almost every weekend. We'd go to universal, uh, uh, it was, it's still University City Walk, but uh, that's City what the big Walk, movie yeah. was. And you'd see like, and they had like, like the 12, 12 o'clock, 1201, 12.05, 12.15, <laughs> because everybody was out there doing it the same thing. Like Thursday night after midnight, we'd go out and see it. But it was just, a, even though you had to wait, we'd wait and play Time Crisis or I'd watch them play Time Crisis in the theater, maybe get a drink or two and then head into the theater and have a good time. <laughs> time Thanks. Crisis two or three. Yeah. It yeah. One gun in each hand. There they are. I think it's it's great they have the option to do both. And I wish, and I get it. I get actors are paid on the box office receipts. That was the whole thing, you know, like Jim was saying, Scarlett Johansson and, and other groups, you know, like they were promised X number of dollars if they make X quota of the box office. And it's really hard to do that if they release at the same time. So, and, and Disney actively chose to embrace that. I mean, there's a whole... But Phage, Kevin Phage, who's like what the NCO producer now, right? Is that him? Mm. Yeah, I mean, he was like advocating. Yeah, he's the head of Marvel. Marvel, yeah, he was advocating to release it separately so that you know, Scrooge Good Hands can make her monies. And I guess, I guess, not just her, all people who are involved to get their monies, but Disney actively chose not to do that so they could save you know some shuckles. Uh, you know, there's some shiciness that goes on in the movie industry. But as a yeah. consumer, I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't give a shit about any of that. Yeah, exactly. I want to. I just want to see, the, see movie. the movie how I want to, and I can pay my ten dollars for popcorns mm. at the store if I want to, or I can bring home and get you know thirty gallons of popcorn if I, if I bring home in store. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, even the new Bond movie is already out on streaming, but you have to pay extra for it. But that's your choice if you want to pay a little extra for it to see it at home instead of instead of. Uh, Instead of in the theater, yeah, just get a VR headset and download the uh, 
you know, like the movie, the movie theater app. I've done that before, and I've watched, I watched, I watched the entire episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation on an IMAX video on my VR headset, and it was fucking amazing. So, which episode was it? Oh God, I don't even remember. Uh, Best of both worlds. Samaritan's there? No, it wasn't like when it's like. Um, oh, the Packlet one. Yeah, I think that's what it was. We are smart. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen Lower Decks, have you? Yeah, I have. It's it's starting to grow. With the Packlet. Yeah, it's funny. But the pack is funny, I think. Yeah, Lower Decks is great. It's good. It's it's all Star Trek. It's just making riff on it. It's, you know, playing a... Yeah, I haven't checked out Prodigy yet. Neither, yeah, neither mind. We'll see. Again, on the stream, Paramount streaming service. Paramount Plus. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was kind of a rant, I guess, on the multiple streaming services. That's the triple B is. Yeah. All, the fit, all the shit that doesn't fit. There you go. There we are. Sound with you. Any, uh, any closing thoughts on... The consumer has all the rights and fuck the industry. <laughs> Actually, running back to Star Trek, Discovery just premiered. And right a couple days before the premiere, uh, they said, oh, I'm sorry, we're pulling. Because overseas, they don't have the, the app isn't, I guess, ready yet. So they pulled it off Netflix. So they're like, well, sorry, you can't see the new season until we get the app ready in 2022. So screw yeah. you. Oh, wow. And overseas Trek fans did not like that. <laughs> wow, that's some real fan service there, guys. I mean, thanks, Paramount. Yeah, even the actors on Discovery were like, we didn't know about this. Don't blame us. Please don't yell at us. We didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Mega Corpse. They like money. They do. They do indeed like money. Ferengi. For portraying a future where money doesn't exist. Brunt, you know, FCA. There. Yeah. <laughs> Except it still exists because, you know, uh, was it cork? Not cork. What's the, the Ferengis? Well, for the Federation. Ferengis, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ferengi okay. Latin. Gold press yeah. Latin. Gold press Latin. Latin. That's money if I ever heard it. Yeah. And Will Riker likes it, I guess. Right? Well, you use it when you're on the station where you're visiting. You have to, you have to, uh, yeah. to pay. You pay for your space hookers. You gotta, you give them something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or corks vouchers, you know. Yeah, exactly right. I don't know. No, sure. I would, I would trust a cork voucher, to be honest. The Hollow Sweet, Hollow Sweet minutes. Tokens for the bunny. All right, everyone. I think that is a silent B. It's uh, a little rambly there. Not not the uh, the clear, concise silent bees we normally have, but we had fun doing it. We like the riff on the on fun things. If you do, you got something fun you want to share with us? Want us to riff on it? Please reach out to the uh, the social meds. Yes, They're always happy to indulge. Engage with us, please. All right, everybody. That is the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. We hope you enjoyed listening, and we will catch you next time. If you didn't enjoy listening, tell us anyway. Yeah, we need to know. We can't grow unless you tell us. That's right. I'm your host, Greg Scott. With me, I've got two excellent gentlemen. Jay Beaverton. The Irish Giant. And good night.